This is Movies, a podcast by the Active Cinema. With me today, wouldn't you know it, it's Hans. He never changes his color of lighting. He's always perfect. Oh, He's always shit. listening. Uh, yeah, I'm a little shiny. You have a very Chinese beard for the show. Yeah. That's racist. I, what were you doing with your eyes? Then? He was doing Chinese eyes, too. Yeah. <laughs> is there such thing as Chinese beard with just wispy and long? Can you pull up a, a picture of, uh, what was it, Confucius? I think you should take a look at that. The mustache, you're getting there, but the beard, I feel like, is exact. And hey, we have Robbie Goodwin back. Robbie, how are you doing? Hey, tonight? what's up? It's been too long, guys. It has been too long. I don't think you were on for all of 2022. No, no. Fact. I mean, I was like, I'm sh- I was like, a Zoom podcast? They're still doing that? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It's a, a great show. I like to consider it a long distance podcast. There yeah, you go. That's that. you, Hans. That's you. Yeah. That, w- that would be that's, you. That's actually you not that fat. far. That's Hans after 10 years of great amuse. <laughs> I'm just missing the eyebrow bit a little bit, but yeah. Yeah. I can, I can see myself rocking that. That's that's cute. Hans, can you hit us with a miso horny? No, that's racist, Robbie. That's serious. I'm uh, miso horny. That's why I You didn't have to say yes. I, I don't know. Is that racist? Say miso horny? What are, I didn't say it was Chinese. Me- me very horny. Hans, it sounds like you're the racist. That's just a movie quote as far as I'm concerned. This is a movie podcast about That's the act of cinema. But hey, we're going to be talking about films today. We're going to be talking about films that did not impress us very much today. Um, there were quite a few stinkers for the year 2022. Now, we covered the best movies of the year. We covered some of the best movies watched in the year. And now we're covering just uh, pieces of shit. Low res. We had the we had the same number one, I think. Uh, what was your number one? Uh, I put Elvis number one. Oh yes, for best <laughs> of the year. That's right. Yeah 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh I got oh. I got so many people like pissed at me for that. Like for like, liking Elvis. Was... Yeah, they're like that movie sucked. Yeah, I got a lot of backlash on that. I was like, look, Elvis is my friend. Don't. <laughs> That's I movie. I got a lot of preemptive for saying that the trailer looked good. People people weren't on board with that, and then I think gradually. Once people watch the movie, I would say half of the, the naysayers converted and were like, well, yeah, all right, that's pretty good. And even like the people who like I know some people who got invited to advanced screenings mm. and gave it like one star on Letterboxd and have since yeah. tweaked it to like three stars that's trying to awesome. be more generous. I so love when that happens. It, it's uh, it's been very satisfying to see people have to like bend the knee and agree that yes no i was right elvis is is great i can't think of a movie with more like cultural impact last year like elvis like had a little little rebirth last year i feel like because oh yeah it was a big revival for americana in general people giving a shit about elvis marilyn yeah. monroe aside yep. from like tumblr girls uh, you know <laughs> yeah that marilyn monroe she's not just for women with bpd anymore <laughs> <laughs> what'd you think of that blonde BPD. movie i really liked it too it yeah. it's uh, it's not in my top 10, but I, I thought it was uh, really good. Although it is, I do, I, it is, it, it, it fudges a lot of details and stuff. Or like, I just took it, I thought it actually happened. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought everything in the movie was real. And then it's like, a, it's a historical fiction. I was like, what the fuck? Which, th- then I appreciated that. But I also think a lot of idiots like me are going to walk away thinking like, oh, that's what happened. That's really what happened. <laughs> Her aborted baby was talking in her womb. <laughs> yeah, I thought I was like, "What happened to the talking baby?" It's uh, I haven't read the novel by so Joyce Carol Oates, and I don't know if she just completely 
came up with everything or was listed as a novel to avoid lawsuits or something. Uh, but it was based on a novel she wrote in like 2001 or so, uh, which I wasn't privy to when I watched it, but I'm fine with it. Like she's been dead for about like 40 years or something, right? <laughs> 70 years. Well, 40 years would be 1980. That would be a nice, healthy, long life for Marilyn Monroe. She's been dead for a hundred years. Uh, so I don't, I'm not really too bothered about the factual accuracy of it. I thought it was just a great movie. I think people are going to come around to that one in five, six years maybe, where they're going to realize, oh, we were we were pretty wrong about that. Yeah, I think that one's due. That's going to get a, a reevaluation. Because here's the problem is girls hated it. Mm-hmm. So the Target demo hated it. So it got yes. a lot of backlash. And they all recite the, uh, oh, it's so bad, it's so bad, but they can't really tell you what's bad about it aside from it being factually inaccurate which is movies that's all movies that's yeah. every movie ever made sorry yeah um, my so, girlfriend liked it actually but she read the book so she knew what was what to expect yeah I think a lot of people yeah. i think a lot of people just thought it'd be fun and it's really harrowing it's far from fun it's uh, no. it's it's fun visually it's certainly one of the most visually interesting movies i think that have come out in in recent memory it's very twin peaks very yeah. uh it's super twin peaks the music at the end sounds like Twin Peaks. It, it's very clear where he's drawing inspiration from. Yeah, I even like that uh, the um, Killing Them Softly, which a lot mm-hmm. of people also hate. I like that movie too. People are still kind of were... wishy washy on that. We did a show on on that one and the Friends of Eddie Coyle earlier this year because they're both based on George V. Higgins' books, who's a, a Brockton, Massachusetts crime novelist. And uh, that is one that I don't think got its due when it came out, and yeah. people are still sleeping on it for the most part i I saw i watched the pandemic and i was like wow this is hitting all my sweet spots like ray liotta crime you know i I just thought it was great and then i recommended it to people and they're like that sucked so i don't know maybe i have a stupid (laughs) i'm so opinionated and people just hate my opinion so (laughs) but so except for you the listener and low res's fans you guys are gonna love my opinions well so uh, far i I would say you're you're on the mark because your opinions are are pretty in step with my own so yeah okay yeah yeah so people I were mean, expecting uh elvis uh out of blonde or something fun about you know marilyn's life was very fun but i mean even though it's fiction like a lot of it was pretty fucked up and how they were being treated at the time so i i don't understand why they were expecting a flowery hopeful movie about this lady yeah I think they just didn't think it would be like a fire walk with me, like bummer to watch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think, you know, it's like you're basically just watching a lady get like beat up and raped for three hours. And uh, but that's my idea of a good time. Uh, I, <laughs> not I, and not not to beat up and rape women. I just want to be clear. To watch it. To watch just it. To watch watch it. JFK is doing it. It ain't rape. That's what I always yeah. say. Uh, so I, I watched I watched some pretty horrible movies. in 20. I was just trying to get as many of the big films as possible. Um, to have the most comprehensive list because t- obviously 2020 and 2021 were very spotty years for movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and I watched 114 films released in 2022. Mm-hmm. And by far, I'm going to just, I'm going to pull a Mario Cuomo and do my list backwards. It's not mm-hmm. even a list really. I'm just going to like bring up, I'm going to throw out titles. Uh, the worst thing that I watched was Judd Apatow's The Bubble on netflix i don't know if you caught that robbie <laughs> no i saw that one was funny because i like i didn't even hear about it and then i looked at the tr- the poster and i was like is this real it, mm-hmm. it like looked photo it looked like so low budget and like we it looked like a home movie basically to me 
it would have, I think it would have went over better with people and they would have actually put some money into the marketing of it had it been completed and released for late 2020 or early 2021. But by the time it came out in, I think like it, it was roughly about the second quarter of 2022, mm. it was around like April to June it dropped. Uh, it was like, first of all, totally irrelevant to anything that was happening. We're all very over COVID lockdowns and the, the premise of the movie is we have all these actors who are on location, they're stuck here and yeah. they're shooting with green screens and nobody can stand each other. And it's two and a half hours long, typical Judd Apatow, which I, he gets uh, criticized a lot for. I don't mind it for the most part, with at least with his earlier movies and with-, with I liked uh, Staten Island. I don't know how you guys thought about that one. But I, I have mixed feelings one. about it. Uh, I, I don't think it was, here's the thing pete davidson garners a lot of hate so people are going to be very dismissive of whatever he does mm -hmm. and i can understand that compulsion but as a movie i thought it was fine um yeah it didn't maybe need to be as long as it was but yeah maybe because it came out right when there was nothing out at the time mm -hmm. but i'm agnostic on pete i don't like hate him nor would i consider myself a big fan but i watched that movie and i was just like I was surprised i thought it was pretty funny and you know i i thought it was one of his more emotionally impactful ones Mm. Uh, is it better than this is 40 yeah this is 40 is like kind of a mess and like obnoxious uh, now that i'm like pushing 40 not really but i'm, I'm 31 and like no oh, we're rich and yeah. successful and famous and have a family and our lives are so hard and we're 40 it's like yeah. dude it's so it's like so navel gazy and like just apatow like sucking himself off a little bit uh, I think I think that's his most like autobiographical, most uh, like self ego stroking uh, yeah. film that that he made because it's just it self parody about himself. Yeah, it, yeah, it, it's atrocious. Um, I think that's why I liked Staten Island because I was like, okay, this is just so far from his own lived experience and about like a dirtbag fuck up mm -hmm. kid, kid, which you know I resonated with more than fucking rich ass Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd fucking Judd Apatow's wife for the ninth time. That is so weird. How many yeah. takes do you think you got of Paul Rudd just giving <laughs> his wife the business? I think there's, dude. I mean, well, he's a lengthy director, so he, there's probably another film where if you can, you could, you could probably pack four hours in there. Um, I was, uh, I was watching, rewatching Vicky Cristina Barcelona with my girlfriend who had never seen it. Mm -hmm. I hadn't seen it since high school, and boy, oh boy, is it more perverted than I remembered. He just like Woody <laughs> Allen just not cutting away from scenes of Javier Bardem like making out and like gripping scarlett johansson's tits it's like all right this scene was over like a minute ago <laughs> and he just keeps it's just like what okay keep it keep going just keep going it's like woody you have like 50 minutes of footage of just them making out what do you think about woody allen um i he's he's somebody whose work i avoided basically for 30 years and then i i randomly decided to binge watch many of his movies uh he's got like 40 or he's got a lot of films he did a film a year for just about 40 years and a good half of them are all on Tubi right now. Some of the most irrelevant. <laughs> no one else would films. buy them. Yeah. Nobody wants them except for Tubi. You'll yeah. find Manhattan. You'll find uh, Annie Hall on HBO max from time to time, but Tubi is really where you'll get his eighties run. Some of his nineties films. And I, I just got fairly well versed on, on his work uh, maybe the past year. I would actually consider myself a pretty big fan of his. I, I mean, he was a big influence for me growing up, especially um, Annie Hall, uh, you know, the big hits, Annie Hall, Hannah and Her Sisters, Crimes and Misdemeanors. I love Zelig, actually. I think Zelig is really good. 
Um, I think he's made a lot of good movies and a lot of bad movies. And like as I get older, I will like Vicky Cristina Barcelona didn't hold up for me at all. I thought it was like pretty amateurish, weirdly. And uh, yeah, so I overall think he's a v- I actually think he's a great filmmaker and very important. So it's a shame that like his personal life kind of has really tainted his art, at least in the eyes of the public. Mm-hmm. But I would I would definitely consider myself a fan of his. Um, although I'm I haven't. Ever since uh, he's become really, really radioactive, I haven't like found myself rewatching a ton of his shit. But I rewatched Blue Jasmine with my girlfriend, and I actually thought that w- that held up pretty well. Did you uh, happen like to his... check out? Oh, go ahead, Hans. Go ahead. Yeah. Do you like his movies more when he's in them or when he's shooting <laughs> someone else? It really depends. Like, I think Hannah and her sisters, he's used very well. But then sometimes, especially when he got older, and he was just like. Ah, gee. you know it's just like just trying to do the woody out he's like i'm still horny and i'm 80 or whatever i'm like this stinks yeah. and then and then there was a really awkward period where he would just write for himself but like put it in javier bardem's voice and that was like awkward too um i would overall say his movies that he's in are better than the movies he's not in but there's a few that he's not in that are good i think I was going to ask, did you see his 2022 film? It got held over for two years, so it's not like an authentic 2022. No, how do you watch it? You have to like get a, get it mailed to you or something? Yeah, you, like... you have to get it on the dark web with I Love You, Daddy, from Louis C.K. <laughs> you have to buy it with child porn. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 was, uh, it, was this, it was Wallace Shawn playing uh, Woody Allen, basically. And it was another situation where he's getting cucked by a much younger guy and mm. he's dealing with it. And then he falls in love with his attractive Spanish or French doctor or something. And she's not interested at all because he's old and right. disgusting. So, I mean, but it wasn't bad. I mean, it was just, it was hitting all the same notes. He's, he's done 50 times. Yeah. Over. I mean, he's old as fuck now, but I mean, he's just, he's made a lot of, I just think he's made more good movies than a lot of, than like a lot of directors. He's the opposite of Tarantino. Tarantino's super quality control. Mm-hmm. Uh, and or Terrence Malick or something, and Woody's just like, let's go, let's just keep pumping them out. And then he's so talented that some of them will really hit, but then some of them stink. Yeah, I there's some of his films I like from the late '80s uh, where he's not in them, and there, I mean, for the most part, I think they're much better uh, suited for for him as the lead. Um, those films tend to go over well, aside from his later work, obviously, like you were saying, um, September and Another Woman. Uh, starring Jenna Rollins and also September was with Mia Farrow. Those are two great films. They're also on Tubi right now for anyone who wants to check those out. Those I think are probably like the best of the movies where he's not a star during that stretch of time anyway, once you get out of the 70s, but before you arrive at his uh, senior period, essentially. Right. Um, Yeah, I need to like, I need to fill in the gaps for sure. I've kind of seen a lot of the big hits and his new stuff. mm -hmm. But like, yeah, I'd say the 80s, I haven't seen a ton of his shit. Um, I haven't seen Scoop. <laughs> uh, I watched Broadway Danny Rose. I like that a lot. Um, that yeah, he's he's hit, he's hit and miss as fuck, you know. But he kind of he also is just so influential. It's like you can't erase him from cinema history in a lot of ways. Like there's no Charlie Kaufman without Woody Allen. There's no there's no Judd Apatow without Woody Allen. There's no you know Louis C.K. I know it took a shitload of uh. Right. inspiration from his personal life uh <laughs> but yeah. um <laughs> yeah I, the, I think, creep. yeah i mean yeah i just think he's he he's made um i want to say that one with joaquin i wonder if that one's any good i think he's just so important especially to like like the 
romance and comedy genres that mm-hmm. you can't he's, he's he's too important to like completely dismiss or take or erase uh hans what what have you had for the year 2022 as far as uh shitty films go the, the worst yeah what was the it? worst what do you think i was saw the worst? either my son hunter <laughs> or, or I forgot Christmas about Bloody... that movie entirely. Oh, the documentary "My Son Hunter." No, it was a yeah. biopic on Hunter Biden <laughs> done by. Oh, no, I just thought it was so or... real. I was so realistic. I thought it was a documentary. <sighs> yeah, I love it when uh, what's her name? Uh, Burly lady. What's her name? Gina Carano. Burly lady. Is she in That's it? Right. She just yeah. yeah. She shows off to just That's break so the fourth funny. wall in a very horrendously. It's crazy. Cringe. It's That's crazy. So she sick. went from uh, Mandalorian to My Son Hunter in a span of like four months, just being canceled. And like, why? Just to post memes. Like yeah. it was literally just like posts like ah, vaccine makes you retarded or whatever. Well, like the worst. The worst thing is that she she doesn't even have a role in the movie. Like she's not part of the movie. It just looks like they added her after the movie was done because she just shows up. Like she comes off screen and she's wearing like a suit i think she's like a, supposed to be a driver or something no and she's, then she shows she's, up she's, she's she's the oh. narrator of the film essentially and they filled her in after completing the film because they were like yeah. well she's available now why don't we just put everything on hold we'll go shoot with her for a week and then you know we'll throw that into the movie and uh it's completely of zero consequence it's just so they can use her name to sell the film and it's oh. uh it's really <laughs> bad it's some of it's like mildly amusing but for the most part it's, it's not even like worth watching um out of they should just have a bunch of cameos from canceled people like anthony cumia shows up in the middle of it (laughs) that would be grand that would have made it so much better i'll tell you what though the guy who who plays hunter biden isn't bad he's like a he's a good actor but i'm not gonna lie i watched the trailer and i was like this looks kind of fun (laughs) like but it looks it makes kind of looks like it makes hunter look awesome Mm mm-hmm they're trying to do a wolf of wall street thing with it and it's just like low quality Mm -hmm. wolf of wall street Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, she just so, shows up. That's to so st- stupid. How many mm-hmm. people watch show- Wolf of Wall Street being like, "I wish I was Jordan Belfort." Like everyone's gonna be like, "Oh, Hunter Biden." I didn't know he was actually the man. <laughs> yeah, she just shows up to say things like, uh, "Well, if Trump did it, we know what would have happened." And then yeah, just and looks at like camera, a, like something like that. Yeah, effect, it's just like like, if Trump did what? Effect. Sold crack and never became yeah. Pro- like, his, <laughs> yeah. Like, what does that mean? I love when they pull I, that out. If well, Trump... that's why. It, that's why it's like it makes no sense that they added her, other than just well, she's canceled, right? Just so uh, we have to put it in here. Well, who else did they have? They had the Robert, the prestige Robert Davi director credit on the film, right? Uh, but they didn't have any stars. Lawrence Fox, I think that guy was on some BBC soap operas back in back in the aughts or something and he got washed up and they got him for Hunter Biden but he's not a star he's not a name right he so was in uh becoming jane you know what they and, really uh... should have done <laughs> they should have just done all stunt casting of fuck up sons of celebrities like mm. get chet hanks in there get fucking sean stone in there get scott eastwood in yeah. there you know sean stone is under bite i would i would i would show yeah. up to the theater i would show up to the premiere <laughs> to see that film my mom was friendly with uh sean stone fun fact really yeah because she's from afghanistan and sean stone is apparently like obsessed with afghanistan and somehow <laughs> got in touch with her uh that's right well, that movie he converted to islam while making <laughs> night walk so that's great wow um, what a kooky clan the stones are yeah 
Get a Sean Stone. I want Sean Stone on this podcast. You have an <laughs> obligation now to get me Sean Stone. <laughs> I'll try. I think I think my mom lost contact with oh, with, how with Sean. Unfortunately, I don't. I don't think he would be unattainable. I could just DM him right now. We could probably I have him on, on this show right now. What does he um, do? Yeah, he he shows up to like Infowars stuff, but not info like off-brand Infowars programs yeah. about. You know, this is. I bet like a bunch of like Russia on. Today shit because Oliver Stone like loves Putin or something. Mm-hmm. I didn't check out that documentary he did for Showtime a couple years back, but apparently that's what it was like covertly. They thought they were buying something that was going to be, well, here's the smoking gun with Putin and Trump, and it turned out mm-hmm. to just be nothing. I don't know. I don't I'm just speculating. It is so, oh, fuck. Yeah, both Did, sides are just making really awful content just for like... Can I just you know, share you know something I mean? with you guys? I, I don't know if you guys are aware of, of what he's doing now. He's like a guru now, I guess. Oh, yeah, so. yeah. That's that looks that's like AI Nicolas Cage. And what does that like really it. mean? If there's there is no outside of us, he's hiding in his kitchen. Really nothing beyond us. <laughs> it's what like me right mean? now. That means that we have to recognize. Buy all for a hundred. Oh, I'm gonna have to buy this for a hundred eleven dollars. <laughs> oh man, what a what a steal! This is the preview. Well, there's, there's also this is, this. that's the most boring shit I've ever seen. Oh my god! You get god. a four-part oh. master series to calibrate you, you into a revolutionary new why would model you of buy a, success. Why would you buy a self-help book from a guy who's just got money from his dad his whole life? He's you know, famous for he's not successful on his own. When I think of success, I think of Sean Stone. It's Sean Stone. So you're I'm right. willing to pay three hundred thirty-three dollars for this set here. So Who is be, this for? Be him. Um, Besides me. <laughs> the, what? What are? The, who are these quotes? Alex Frank. Yeah, I trust this Frank. course is so high vibrational, like my hands buzz with energy. Uh, it's uh, it's obviously <laughs> written by Sean Stone. Who the fuck else would say high they're vibrational? They're all in the same voice. They all sound exactly the same. Yeah. Um, oh, so he's okay. mentally ill. He's just talking to himself and charging himself a thousand dollars for his self-help book. It's his dad's so credit funny. cards. Yeah. Um, you know, this is why this just shows Oliver Stone. You, you shouldn't be just going around Russia shooting ten to your child. It's your child, man. Uh, I don't know if you you vibe with horror at all, Robbie, but uh, some of the worst movies I saw last mm. year were all horror. Uh, by the way, th- that Scream trailer that dropped, I think, what was it, this week, where the, the, the Scream has a shotgun and he's shooting up a convenience store or something? What? Yeah, that's, <laughs> I, that's extremely Scream is black now? New York. Yeah, <laughs> he's, it's, yeah. It just goes I got a couple up. horrors in my bottom. Um, what do you what do you got for that for that list? Actually, my 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 in my opinion, my least favorite. How do we want to do this? Are we just gonna kind of go around? Or... Yeah, we're just we're just throwing them out there. I don't All have right. like a I do have a set list here, but a lot of this shit is like short films. It's random like Bruce Willis yeah. movies that went direct to to Tubi and other Pluto other platforms. So yeah. Uh, my least favorite movie of the year was We're All Going to the World's Fair, which I actually Ooh. saw at Sundance, I think last year, and I was like. I didn't really know anything about it except that it was like a buzzy horror movie. And I was like, that's it. I, I watched the movie. I was like, I can't believe that got into sun. I can make, I, I, I try never to say yeah. this, but I was like, I can make that movie and probably make it better. We were talking about that literally just before you hopped on here. Cause Hans has been railing against uh, the filmmaker uh, on Twitter, I guess, or something. I don't know. Uh, because what's the, what's the director's name, Hans? Uh, hold on. It's Jane showing something it was um, sean stone 
<laughs> no, that would make it better. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. That that director has been railing against. Are you familiar with like Peter Vac, Betsy Brown, uh, their filmography at all? No, not really. Uh, well, they she was a supporter of those 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 directors, actors, or whatever, and now she's been trying to get them yeah. uh, pulled from theaters. So. so I didn't realize it was directed by a trans person, and everything clicked into place. You know, I was just like, oh, this is why everyone's that's what makes it great. It. That's yeah. the special that's touch. That's I really literally had no idea who wrote it. I didn't I didn't know anything about it. I was like, why is this anywhere? And yeah, yeah I, I think it was like, OK, this was just to like meet a quota, I th yeah. in my opinion. And I don't, you know. And so if you watch that, you can think that's a good thing or a bad thing. But to me, it added up to a movie I was just confounded by. I was like, why mm -hmm. does this exist? I watched it when it dropped on HBO Max. And I had heard all the hype around it. People were saying, oh, this is great. This is so different. This captures our, our like Internet culture or something. And mm -hmm. then I, I was just like, eh, I don't think so. I mean, I can see what they were like going for with it or whatever, but um, not for me. Hans. Have you have you ever thought about getting cameos from non-famous people? Because that's what those videos looked like—just very low-effort recording from their phone that was supposed to be creepy, I guess. Or I uh, no, I hated it. I was most of the time I was just like, why am I even watching this? And I feel like that that what's that other movie that's getting a lot of hype? Skimmerick, Skimmerick, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like that's gonna be the same thing. I've been uh, like because... pissed about this lately. Horror fans will watch fucking anything, mm -hmm. anything. and they'll pretend it's great. They'll watch well, that, anything, the biggest piece yeah. of shit, and they'll be like, "Fucking this micro budget piece of shit was like the greatest movie I've ever seen." They'll tweet it out, get like a hundred likes. And so it elevates all this like awful horror that nobody gives a fuck about. And That's... there's a lot of good horror movies I like this year, mm -hmm. but I'm like so annoyed by these people. Be... And then the, and then even like the schlockiest of the fucking schlock, they'll be like, actually, uh, Child's Play, the directed DVD fucking bullshit, the spinoff was actually really scary. It's like, don't hype this up that no one's going to fucking pay attention when you when there's a good horror movie that comes out. Right, a hundred percent, and that—that's something that's unique to like the past. I want to say eight or nine years. Horror fans, I mean, horror is a very profitable genre because of that exact reason. They will show up for fucking anything, yeah, anything. The worst movie uh, you could you could ever see, technically, if it's a horror film, they'll excuse it, they'll watch it. But up until about like Jordan Peele, A twenty four, they would go, yeah, it's it's shitty, you know, it's a horror movie, but this is just my genre. This is what I enjoy, and yeah. now it's like. Well, it's so thoughtful. And, you know, if you think about like George Romero and John Carver and what they were saying with their films, this echoes that whole that whole movement from like the late 80s. And it's just like, shut up. Yeah, this, this is stupid. I love this how they dumb. pretend that they're like indie, uh, like indie connoisseurs who are like, isn't it great that we're just supporting micro budget original films? It's like that's always fucking happened with horror. Uh -huh. Like it's always yeah. been the biggest return on investment. You could spend one hundred thousand dollars on some shitty horror movie and make back twenty million dollars. That's why. They've never stopped making original horror movies or indie horror movies. It's like, you're not special. This isn't a new movement. It just comes with the genre because people like you will watch fucking anything that anything. comes out as long as it might scare you, and it often doesn't. Well, so that's fuck one, you, Skinamarink. You're a dumb name. One of, <laughs> fucking hate that name, Skinamarink. My biggest issue with a Christmas blood, a Christmas movie that it was a lot of uh, self like refer, uh, referencing old movies. Mm. And there, there's a, like a 20 minute dialogue scene between the main girl and the, and the guy that she ends up with where they just talk about remakes and how, oh, I like Black Christmas, but do you like the Blumhouse Black Christmas? <laughs> That's a piece of shit. And like mm. just 
what what is this it's just dialogue of like people don't talk like this and then it, it was a lot of just referencing oh well did you see this movie well that movie is a piece of shit and yeah it goes on forever uh-huh. in what? that thing and just like like you said just cursing for the sake of cursing because i guess that's what adults that's do. so yeah. now, that takes the place of comedy now in films is we'll throw in the f word or we'll throw in shit or whatever it might be it's just hey it's we'll about be being crass language. and not funny yeah mm-hmm. uh the main problem the i think is that i'm um, sorry I, yeah, let me just go say ahead, real quick i think the sorry. main problem with the horror genre right now and i said this on uh some podcast I, I did just this week <clears throat> the name's drawing a blank in my head right i did it like society. yes that's right thank you um is that horror is being made by horror fans now and in the 70s and the 80s all of those guys were like embarrassed to be doing horror but they needed a paycheck right right so george romero you know he tried to do some other stuff afterward wes craven he was trying to work with like meryl streep and do musical films in the 90s as late as that after scream and everything else and john carpenter same deal. He was jumping back and forth for a little bit of time. But now this is like all these directors know. It's like they know the genre inside and out, and you just see regurgitations of that. Them trying to, uh, you know, honor the past and then void their own product of any sort of unique character or flavor as a result of that. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I think that that's the problem with like the elevated horror movement, right? It's mm. like. It like there's certain movies that deserve that, but then they just kind of, but then horror fans will just treat everything as if it's in like they'll read into a lot of horror more than should even be there. Yeah, absolutely. I was gonna say with Skinema Rink, it's like I I had so many friends who are horror fans like this, and they all seem kind of like like they were like giving me kind of a tepid review. They're like, it's not for everyone. I enjoyed it, so I was like, oh, this must be a real piece of shit. (laughs) If they're saying it like that, then this must stink. It's like woke reviewers in Velma, you know. It's like, oh, shit, if you guys are giving it a bad review, then it must suck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one has been heralded as like I, like the new Blair Witch Project. I saw somebody say, you know, it, it, you can't trust anyone's word as far as horror goes because it'll all get 80 plus percent on Rotten Tomatoes. The Hellraiser movie that dropped on Hulu. God, they the unhorny that. Hellraiser movie. The, the CW Hellraiser. That was atrocious. Yeah. That was really bad. Um, I'll tell you what. The worst thing I watched as far as horror goes was the Netflix Texas Chainsaw Massacre um, that was released to uh, Netflix in early 2022. I think it was like March or something where it dropped. And Mm -hmm. that was painfully bad. Um, How I mean, how easy should it be to do a Texas Chainsaw Massacre film? And I did listen. I, I didn't hate the fact that it like was shot on an old school like 1960s western kind of set uh even if it looked cheap very but there was nothing rewarding about watching that movie um and you know oh sorry go ahead no go ahead i keep keep interrupting zoom uh i i think texas chainsaw just shouldn't be a franchise honestly i think texas chainsaw one is like a perfect film and it's kind of like artistic Mm -hmm. the second one's silly like it, I think the second one's amazing because it completely is the opposite of Texas Chainsaw One. Yeah. But not only does, it, but it's like it's it's almost like too good to become a franchise. Like it's like if they made The Shining, like The Shining Four, the ghost is back or whatever the fuck, you know? They it's tried. Like, well, they, they did tried, with Doctor yeah. Sleep. <laughs> they were gonna do like, the the Scatman Crothers character spinoff, and I think they're still oh. mulling over doing a uh, another 
remake or a- adaptation of it. I, they what did the Rose the Hat prequel series. <laughs> Fuck that. Uh, 1997, <laughs> they did a TV movie version that was broken up over three nights. I think Netflix is currently considering acquiring that, or maybe it, it might be HBO Max. I know they have the rights to that. So. Yeah, it's just like once you make Texas Chainsaw a franchise, like, 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 what separates Leatherface from then Michael Myers? Then, if he's just a generic slasher villain that kills people, it's a Southern Michael Myers. Mm-hmm. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like the first one, he's not really like that. It's like about the family and how fucked up the family is. And I feel like as it's gone, it's just turned to like, oh, Leatherface is killing some teens. It's like, all right, we already get that with every. It cheapens the original a lot, and. I kind of like a lot of horror franchises. I just feel like Texas Chainsaw is, shouldn't be one. Like I, this is coming from a guy who's watched almost every Halloween movie. I watch every Alien movie. I watch a bunch of Nightmare on Elm Street, all that stuff. Cause it's like, oh, it's fun. All those movies are fun. But Texas Chainsaw, it's like, yeah, you got it right the first time. No notes. We don't need anything else. What, what did you think of the Michael Bay produced uh, remake and prequel of Texas Chainsaw? Yeah, I actually never saw that one. Oh really? Well, I think I think um, the remake of it is actually quite good, uh, but then they of course fuck it up with the prequel, and that's not very good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, caveat: I haven't seen any Texas Chainsaw movies except for the first two. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, I, love, uh, I, I just love having my little opinions. The trans uh, Leatherface one is fun. Oh, the trans Matthew McConaughey Texas yeah, Chainsaw. That one's- because, but that for the same reason the second one is good because it's like completely out there. You know, no, I still hate that. Not one. much. I there. don't like that one at all. And I hated that as a kid too. It fucking <laughs> spooked me in a different way. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That, that was you? not great. No, it didn't confuse me. Confused. Just, what the fuck's <laughs> going on here? Um, it's very. We're all going to the World's Fair. Did you guys uh, watch uh, uh, Paranormal Activity: Next of Kin? Fuck no. Is that's no. Is that's on my list? That I didn't was, like any of those movies. I liked them. I, I enjoyed having something to go to the theater and see around Halloween every single year that was simple and spooky enough, and then they would always fucking ruin it with the ending, trying to over-explain the ghosts. But no, I did not see that because they turned Paranormal Activity into Get Out. Like, I did, I, Robbie, did you see the trailer to that movie at all? Do you know anything No, about I, didn't it? Even know it, I didn't even know it came out. It was a Paramount Plus exclusive, and it was they turned it into a like a ghost thing, and... It, they went into like a Resident Evil 4 direction where it was like, actually, we're going out to the countryside and there's these Amish people who kill black people. And that was the paranormal <laughs> oh, activity. Uh, yeah. The real paranormal activity? Racism, folks. <laughs> uh, yeah, that that was, I knew. I already knew. I was not I was not signing up for that one. It's uh, funny how, yeah, that they just, they, people just chase trends in horror too. It's like, okay, everything's political now. All of our franchises. Because of Get Out and Jordan Peele, mm-hmm. it's like no, just just fucking lean into what you did well in the first place. Don't don't make it like don't chase trends like that. Which he doesn't even want to do. I don't know if you saw Nope. There's I like nothing, Nope. There's nothing political really about Nope. I thought Nope was was good and it was a good rebound film for him because I wasn't yeah. impressed with us. Um, <sighs> yeah, and, and I think the next wave is going to be uh, what Ty West has done with X and Pearl. Yeah, and making these little micro franchises essentially by just shooting multiple films in the same go. Uh, yeah, I did not like X, and I also did not like Pearl, which are contrarian opinions. I know. Yeah, but, I really I like mean, both, especially Pearl. Yeah, it, it, you know, Pearl, I I thought was slightly more interesting to me just because it was doing something uh, more 
visually explorative, I guess, but I mm. I was completely unimpressed with with either of them, and I don't understand the hype around them aside from Mia Goth being like this hot it girl at the moment. Uh, it, it's hey, it's cool. She's fucking Shia LaBeouf. Someone has to. I'm glad she's back with Shia LaBeouf. She's she <laughs> she calms him down. She keeps him fucking yeah well measured. He looks awesome in that dress at Megapolis. I can't. Wait oh, I'm that. so excited uh, about that. I had no idea he was he was going to be playing dress up in that film. Like I said, I I think I said it to you over DM. I, all I saw was him in a rat tail, and it looked like his character from American Honey. And uh, here he's like done his legs up and everything. They're smooth. They're elegant. So cool. uh, Hans, you want to find a picture of that? And then John Voight just looks like he doesn't know where he is. Thank God he's making that movie himself, and he's like, he's like, I don't fucking care about my career in the future, because it's like no studio would sign off on Shia LaBeouf and trans face. <laughs> this is great. Uh, so we will be covering this almost for certain. And, also, and Aubrey Plaza looks great in that movie. What, she looks what, hot. Have there been set pics that have leaked of her? Yeah, blonde hair. Skinny. Okay, I've only Looking seen good. Shia from this movie, and now John Voight. Um, and maybe like Adam Driver wearing, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Oh, hot. Sorry, I'm horny. It's Friday night. What do you want? <laughs> I'm so excited about this movie. I I can't wait for it. Uh, and I have a feeling it will be uh, a solid rebound for for Coppola. Or if if nothing else, it'll be a very interesting disaster. All these uh, new Hollywood filmmakers are getting great. Like fifth winds like being like ah shit i'm gonna die soon i better like make a masterpiece yeah i hope he's able to finish it that's my worry because he's like what 80 something and he doesn't look very healthy <laughs> no nah, he looks the healthiest yeah. he's looked in a while he dropped some some significant weight after a couple of heart attacks so i don't know i i think it should be fine if the stress isn't too much for him but uh hey well, if, yeah he, he's if, just back in apocalypse now mode just in over a hundred percent yeah i love it though um but yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if that's even going to be like a 2023 film, if he can finish that in time. I know the schedule for shooting was something like four months, which is pretty unusual for any film, uh, unless you like work for, for WB and Warner, uh, for DC, uh, which apparently they're doing like flash reshoots this month. It's like yeah. the seventh round More? of flash reshoots. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Ezra's learned his lesson. They're shooting the flash like how we shot Mass State Lottery, just broken up over fucking twelve years. Yeah, essentially. I was I was gonna say I was like I'm starting to think Mass State Lottery doesn't exist. It's, it does. just <laughs> it's like you're Synecdoche, New York. You just keep you just keep fucking building little. That's sets. how it feels sometimes. It's it's uh it's a lot. No, but now it's now it's for real. Almost done. It's gonna be done this year. It's gonna be out wow. this year, no matter Huge. what. I promise. Um, but yeah, Megalopolis. That's my probably most anticipated film of. Of 2023, 2024. We'll see about that. I can't wait for that. Yeah. I um, like Francis Ford Coppola. I can't name more than three movies I like by him, but his vibe is great. He, yeah, he's, he's hot and cold. He's got a period of time in the 90s or so where he's just not on point at all. Um, mm. But there, there's some great films from the 70s and, and 80s, and I enjoyed Tetro. I haven't seen, so he's just re editing his movies left and right. I know he put out his Godfather 3 re edit, uh, Godfather Coda, The Death the of Michael Corleone, which came out, and people said uh -huh. that was like slightly better. But now he's putting out a new version of this movie he shot with um, Elle Fanning maybe about 10 Twixed. years ago. Yes, and he's calling it, so it was called Twixt, and now it's called Betwixt. 
Oh, I saw that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it might be good because it's like no one was literally no one was asking for that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like there's no way to fuck it up or disappoint anyone with that. So I'm yeah. I'm no, who, are, who are the big twixt heads? <laughs> I, I haven't seen the original and I'm, I haven't seen this one. I'll check out both of them. I'm very curious to see what he's done. When are we getting the Tucker, a man in his dream director's cut? <laughs> oh, he made a space movie. I didn't know he made a space movie. Supernova. Yeah. Have you seen that? No, no, I haven't he, seen that. His Dracula is pretty good. Yeah. The, the set design in that and the costume. I love the costume design. Yeah. Gary that Oldman. Dracula. That's like the iconic. That's like the funniest Dracula look. I keep forgetting that the, the one with boots is from Little Nicky. I confuse those two for oh my obvious God. reasons. <laughs> he directed Jack. I always forget that. Jack is the, the one or one of the many spots on his oh, career little boy. that stick out. Uh, that was probably my first Francis Ford Coppola. I remember renting <laughs> that from the video store and being like, wow, this is great. Bill Cosby <laughs> and Robin Williams. My, oh my favorites. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so um, I was going to go somewhere from coppola uh killers of the flower moon that's gonna be another one for 2023 oh, that's kind of in uh turmoil ish is what i've heard behind the scenes in post i don't know Oh, really yeah that's that's a little quiet thing that hasn't come out but i've heard it what's the problem um like i think it's know. bad i i think it's just uh i don't I, I don't know there's a issue with the editing or something i have Something along those lines. It'll get fixed. It's Scorsese. Yeah, it'll be fine. He hasn't. He hasn't. He hasn't completely fucked up yet. I think Scorsese. No, I don't think so. I don't. I don't think I've seen a Scorsese film where I've been like, not good. I mean, Silence maybe wasn't my favorite. Or... It's kind of boring, but it's still well made. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It, it's the kind of uh, Spielberg effect where. Even if it sucks, you can't really say it's like a bad movie. Yeah, it's bad by his standards, or it just didn't like click with you. Mm -hmm. uh, did you happen to see White Noise by any chance? Yes, I did, and I'm like, where? Why the fuck was this a hundred million dollars? Where did that money go? I didn't even know that uh, until recently, after I watched the film, and I was just like, I I don't understand why people are considering this in the conversation for any sort of awards first of all but then that's, i learned about the budget and that's just yeah. insane to me yeah what to make everything look 70s is that where it all went because I, I, I saw a half an hour of it and i was very bored i heard that he just does a, a billion takes and that'll just like like completely like just drain the budget mm -hmm. like he's used to operating on a small scale with mumblecore shit but with like a scripted thing to do like to just draw out production like that apparently just costed them a ton of money. Yeah. But I don't just... know. I'm still wondering. It's like a hundred million dollars for that movie. Like fucking how? And it's people talking in houses, talking in a motel room. Like there's nothing crazy that happens in the film um, that would, you know, be expensive to shoot. There's a train crash, but that's yeah. about it. Um, Studio 666, that was another one, which I knew was going to be a piece of shit. But I'll tell you what, as far as horror movies went, I, since I knew that was going to be exactly what it was, uh, that disappointed me the least. That's probably the highest on my list of, of any horror movies. That was the Dave Grohl Foo Fighters. Uh, we have access to a mansion this week, and we want to shoot something, yeah. so let's just make Whitney it a horror Cummings. movie. Yeah, Pretending that Whitney Cummings is still hot mm -hmm. movie. Oh, come on, she's still hot. Shut up, Hans. Kick Hans for that comment. Uh, I'll tell you what the biggest, horror, the scariest horror of the movie of the year for me was the fucking January 6th commission. Oh. Uh, 
Take that, Trump. <laughs> um, when uh, you said white noise, so you thought you were talking about the Michael Keaton 2007 what? white no. noise. I was like, that was a hundred million. Why that noise? Was not I thought you were talking terrible. about this damn podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you see the Andrew Callahan documentary on January 6th? I did not. How was it? Do you it's, like? It what do you think about that guy? Do you like him or no? Uh, I like some Before of his videos, but I've never like. So we were watching his videos when we were shooting Mass State Lottery back in November 2026. Hans, you know who Andrew Callahan is. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, um, who who channel... put those videos on? Was that uh, Tim or was that Jerry? I don't remember. I blame Either Jerry. Or... It was probably Jerry. Jerry, who voted for Hillary, definitely put on Andrew Callahan. <laughs> yeah. Damn, making civic deep cuts now. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, something about him always kind of felt like, I don't know, he feels like the fourth incarnation of that kind of guy. Like, I'm going to go to the hood and interview people. And it's his, his videos are funny, but I've seen it mm -hmm. a billion times. He just put on a hipster aesthetic to it. Yeah, um, that, that, that's essentially how I feel about it is I don't think he's doing anything unique. And the people that he's talking to make the videos. Yeah. You know, he's I was shocked people love him so much because he's he doesn't talk in the videos. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's uh, I don't know. And I thought he, I don't know. I don't even really want to talk about the whole Me Too thing around him. I think it's stupid and silly. And his his response to that to like try and maintain a career will probably work for his base. I don't, I don't know. I have no interest in Andrew Callahan himself. But I watched the documentary and I thought it was fine for like the first half hour. And then it was clear that uh, he didn't really intend for that to be a movie. I think it probably would have mm. been better as like a 40 minute YouTube video yeah. forgotten. But who's going to turn down that paycheck if HBO yeah. and Tim Heidecker's company come knocking? I love Tim Heidecker like pretending to cry when he saw that he was like, me too or whatever mm -hmm. like, what a fucking phony piece of shit um yeah that callahan guy like i don't hate him or anything i'm just like or he's obviously a 25 year old who got i don't like people calling him like insightful and like a journalist like every time i see him talk about politics it seems very like surface level to me like i see yeah. why he's friends with fucking hassan and ethan klein it's like all, none of those guys have like deep takes on everything they just like recycle twitter takes mm -hmm. i don't think i've ever heard him talk i don't think i know what his voice sounds like it's just his face reacting to crazy drunk people his or face crazy covered in acne i don't like adults that have acne how about that <laughs> uh yeah that my first reaction was you're telling me the guy that looks just like tj miller got me too i can't believe it <laughs> Um, uh, yeah. did, did you happen to see uh, Mad God at all? The, uh, no, I did not. What's that? That's the uh, Phil Tippett, I think his name is. He's like an animator, stop motion guy. And he was working on this weird film for 30 years. And people have been talking about it as like, oh, this is a brilliant creative master stroke. But it's just kind of, it doesn't feel like a movie at all. It just kind of feels like a mesh together compilation of like little scenes and that's been heralded also as like this great thing when i don't i don't know if it really is hans did you happen to watch that by any chance no 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 i think uh tim uh when we were at the airbnb talked about him or showed yeah, us something did. but no i haven't, haven't seen well there have been chunks that cool were like, released throughout the years uh but it hasn't been like a finished thing oh you know what else what else i watched as far as like horror movies go and this was both it was bad, but it was not as bad as I was expecting. I have this above Hellraiser and X and Pearl and Scream. Is They Them, the oh, yeah. transgender gay camp slasher film with Kevin Bacon, oh. uh, which is, I think it's hilarious that he's tried so hard throughout his career to distance himself from Friday the 13th, but then winds up taking this fucking movie. Um, 
this hey, this was not good. Um, but uh, it was it was I, it was better. It was better than all the other shit. I don't know. So what about men? What was was that men were? <laughs> What was that? Eight twenty-four. It was men. It was. Movie? No, you're right. Yeah. You don't confuse the title. Oh yeah, the, the fucking Ex Machina guy. That's another movie I didn't like. Ex Mach. I. This was a great year for like kind of revealing a lot of Emperor has no clothes, in my opinion. Because mm. that fucking guy, men sucked. I didn't like his other movies. I don't get why people like him. Um, yeah, I, 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 I didn't like Ex Machina either. As a matter of fact, and I know people were like, "Oh, finally, we have some interesting, great sci-fi." And I was just like, "It's so." It's like a four out of ten for me. And then he did Annihilation. He struck out with that. Uh, but it was more like a 50-50. People were pretty divided on that. And then men, uh, I don't think really anyone warmed to it. Even the people who were critically uh, positive on it didn't really you know, say anything to, to, to write home about regarding yeah. that film. So I, I don't know. I think nobody likes a, a male feminist, honestly. I don't. I haven't seen the movie. I don't know, but I assume it's like a men are evil metaphor it is. or something like that. It tells you right it's up. Like, you get everything from the trailer, bro. Um, you a damn man, all right? It's like nobody fucking. It's it's just so transparent that he's just trying to go for good boy points, and I think, I think people do react negatively to that. Even like back at the height of feminism, people reacted like kind of negatively to that shit because it's like nobody believes it. Yeah, I think it's crazy to release that movie in 2022 and expect people to be on board with and be excited about that. And he must have raped. Different. That's the only explanation. It's just his conscious eating at him. He had to do this fucking $50 million movie. Yeah, he's like, I'm a good guy, actually. I need to uh, prove to the world I'm a good man. Uh, did you happen to see Prey? I did. What did you think about Prey? Uh, I, I thought it was mid. I thought it was... It was good for what it was, but I think people overhyped it. I don't really like a lot of pre but I don't like Predator. I'm not a big Predator head. Mm -hmm. I think the first Predator is is okay. Um, that, I think that, it's one yeah. that, ha that has to catch you when you're a kid. Mm -hmm. I watched as an adult, and I just thought it was kind of cheesy. I love Arnold in it. He's fun, but it's like... I liked all the 80s action stuff. The sci-fi stuff and horror stuff fell flat for me. And Hans, I know you you only got like thirty minutes into that movie before you decided to. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I didn't. Because he is a predator. <laughs> Hans is a he's didn't like seeing I'm himself them, on yeah. screen. One of the natives. Yeah. Hans is starring in Sexual Predator. <clears throat> <laughs> That's a convenient <laughs> choke, Hans. Um, <laughs> uh, God his ass. God his ass. <laughs> you ever get someone's ass so bad they start choking? That's what I just did. Uh, that's what Red Bar would call, call the uh, the full sip you just Whoa, took there, Hans. The full what, sip, everybody. What did you give uh, Matrix Resurrections? That was 2021. What the fuck are you oh, bringing a 2021 it? movie to this 2022 <laughs> oh, show? All right. How unprofessional. Know. Hey, Hans, why don't you see your way out of this podcast? That's your, that's your thing. <laughs> Sorry, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Get in. Okay. What about riding the bus with my sister? That yeah, was one that of was good. Stars. No, that yeah. was good. Hans is like, it was the Godfather this year. <laughs> trying a trip to, to the moon was the worst film of 2022. Um, Terrifier two. Did you have it? Terrifier two took took everybody by storm. It seems like, and I think this movie's fine. I don't want to say anything about this movie really. Uh, not. Yeah. Uh, it looked. Uh, oh, it's another one that horror fans just. I don't trust these people anymore. Mm -hmm. Their taste is not 
reliable by any measure. It's like, oh, a killer clown. I haven't seen that fucking shit before. <laughs> it's like, uh, it's like we've seen that a billion <laughs> times. What's the fucking? Why do people? It's not a uh, clown. It's a mime, right? It's no, it's not a. His name is uh, Art the Clown. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> Like oh, he does have the mime aesthetic. That's <laughs> yeah. It's a joke. It's, it's, it's hilarious. Yeah. Um, yeah. For for what it's worth, I thought the best horror movie, the best, the highest ranked horror movie on my list was Halloween Ends. I thought Halloween Ends was so fun and enjoyable <laughs> and I cool loved when he was on the well. motorcycle. I love that. <laughs> yeah, he's on the drive. The drive soundtrack was playing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that movie because it completely just like did not give people what they wanted but was very true to, to like the original vision of the series which is like it's kind of episodic and right like yeah, he wanted to do the an anthology and then yeah struck out on on movie number three which i think is is great that's like the the new hipster horror take is oh halloween three is actually the best halloween which i was oh, saying bad 15 take. years ago yeah. uh it's actually the best halloween is halloween ends is right. halloween kills uh it's everything david gordon green has done except that first one that's yeah. my opinion i low res you and i are the halloween kills defenders i really like halloween kills as well yeah people it's don't seem to, i thought people would warm up to it by now and nobody has warmed up to halloween no. kills it's it really hilarious ha it, it has an awful legacy but Maybe they will. Uh, are you Hans, guys excited about Hans, when you he hated pulls Halloween that? Kills. Yeah, I did. When he pulls that motorcycle scene, but on the Exorcist that he's doing, that's gonna be cool. Oh, that'll be fun. That'll I can't be great wait for with that. Eighty-year-old Ellen Burstyn on, on a fucking <laughs> yeah. dirt bike. That'll be cool. Damn, on an RTV going through Washington. Why not? <laughs> Fuck it. Fuck it. Who cares? Um, with the, I mean, I, you know what though? I, and I said this the other day too. Every single time they do an Exorcist sequel, because I consider The Exorcist like a top five American film ever. Um, it's it's a masterpiece. Every time they do a sequel, and I'm like, ah, oh, God, why are they doing this? Um, but then you take a look at the sequels, and Exorcist 2 is like a, a kind of interesting fantasy film. Exorcist 3 is a pretty good detective film, and you can't go wrong with George C. Scott. Uh, then you have the prequels, and the Rennie Harlan one is shit. The Paul Schrader one... Is it could have been good maybe if he spent more time on it and they finished the the visual effects at the end. Have you ever seen the the Paul Schrader Dominion, Robbie? I have. I watched. Uh, I think I watched both versions of that movie. It's mm -hmm. very. It's an interesting uh, curiosity, but not a good movie. Yeah, that's that's. I would say that's one hundred percent accurate. Like there's there's something there, but it doesn't stick the landing whatsoever, and it's just not a finished film. Yeah. So, I'm I'm. Uh, cautiously optimistic i guess about david gordon green's exorcist sequel but i i mean if he wants to do it in the way of the like 2018 halloween i don't think i would be on board with that i think that's so played out and generic to like do the first of all they need to quit doing this is to name the sequel reboot remake Dude, the that same title so as the original confusing. it sucks <laughs> um so I, if he wants to do like a comedy exorcist, if he wants to do it in the same style as Halloween ends and kills where it's a paycheck and he's just going to fuck around with it. Mm -hmm. I would like that. I would be. Yeah. Well, Danny McBride, Danny McBride is also writing it, right? So is he? It could be. I, yeah. I don't stars. I don't know. Yeah. He <laughs> That'd should, be great. Yeah. He Yo, you got a fucked up Father little Karras. thing in there, bitch. Yo, <laughs> your, your kid's all fucked up, dude. It's a bloom house. That's kind of worrying. You got the uh, devil in you. Uh, Blumhouse. It's funny because Halloween kind of rode that elevated horror wave, but Blumhouse is not elevated horror. Most of their shit's really no. schlocky. Mm. Shit.
I think they're just cruising on the purge at this point. They're just figuring out more ways they can use the purge name in a different way. Because uh, their Halloween license expired. That's going to go to some other company now. Megan but they need big. something. Was it? Yeah, Megan's made a bunch of money. They already greenlighted oh. a sequel. Oh. Wow. Wonderful. Uh, can't wait for that. Yeah. But uh, any uh, are there any big notable standouts that we we glossed over? Because I think we've got, we've for, gotten for all of the horror out of horror? the way for twenty twenty two for horror movies for just twenty twenty two in general as far as bad movies go. Oh, I actually have a list. Can I just go? Through yeah, go through it. Yeah, by all yeah, means. Yeah, yeah. And I'll uh, I'll just give quick synopsis of why I didn't like it. Bullet Train trying too hard to be Tarantino Guy Ritchie. Mm. Uh, bodies, bodies, bodies. Whew. That was a first draft. Uh, I, don't know. Light. I don't even know what that is. Is that the Pete, oh, that's Davidson? A Pete Davidson? Yeah, uh, Rachel Sennett. Rachel yeah. Sennett's good in it. Pete and Rachel are funny in it, but like the script is awful. It was. It reminded me of something I'd write in college in a bad way. Um, Lightyear felt like it was written by an AI. I completely forgot they did a Buzz Lightyear movie this year. Jesus, that that should have yeah. had way more impact than it did. Because it, it sucked and it was just like corporate bullshit. It was like it was such corporate bullshit. Mm-hmm. There was no you got to give Buzz first of all. How dare you take that away from Tim Allen? The house yeah, he no. built. Uh, <laughs> I, I I you know I I was buying I like to pretend to was... love Tim Allen. <laughs> <laughs> I was buying that it was like this. They were pushing him out because he was Republican or something. And then they did the Santa Claus TV show, which apparently is like a big sensation for Disney Plus. I think oh. they put. I think they did push him out because he's Republican, but they were like, "We can't. That can't be that obvious." Mm-hmm. So they gave him a nice little Disney Plus check. Maybe they're they'll like, weed him out by season two, like they did with Roseanne on, <laughs> on ABC. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, it's funny as Tim, but Tim Allen's Republican, but he's not like he he's not like um, toxic Republican. He's just like a boomer. Mm-hmm. He's like kids these days. They have more genders than paychecks or whatever the fuck you know what i mean like <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> yeah uh day shift uh boring another Tarantino. jamie fox it's an it's kind of a horror action it was oh. like a, it was another like it was like 150 million dollar budget dave franco jamie fox uh i think two of the stunt there's two of the directors at john wick or writers or something one of them directed bullet train and one directed day shift and they're very similar where they're like action comedies this one has more of a zombie bent i'm so sick of zombies i'm done uh and the comedy is very deadpool comedy just like quips and no Mm -hmm. like actual like that happened it's just like fuck dude and i also hate how they it's like they cast not comedians in these comedic roles like dave franco is the comedic relief dave franco it's like you're not that funny dude whatever uh, that's because James is available. Plays. Seth is probably his paycheck is is far too high for their budget. Since yeah. they have Jamie Fox, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Uh, unspeakable weight of massive talent. Unbearable weight of massive talent. That was really disappointing. Yeah, I wasn't. I I wasn't happy with that either. I checked that out, and I, I mean, tried it's not to like, like the, it. It's not like the trailer I thought was spectacular, but I thought it'd be more fun than it wound up being. Also, what's with David Gordon Green acting so much in 2022? He was in that, and he was in Bones and All as some redneck cannibal guy. He makes the most bizarre choices of anyone in Hollywood. Yeah. It's like, you can't predict that guy. Yeah, that sucked, because I was actually really looking forward to that, because when the Wikipedia synopsis, it sounded amazing, and then the trailer came out, and I was like, uh-oh. 
And then the movie, I tried to like it. I convinced myself I liked it, but then I thought about it. I liked it a lot less. Uh, yeah. The Northman. Oh, yes. Hold on. No, we were supposed to do a show on The Northman ages ago. And I thought, oh, well, this will be a fun contrarian take. And then Hans also hated The Northman. Yeah. And I was like, oh, fuck. So you're outnumbered. I, I can't be outnumbered on my own <laughs> yeah. show. What are, no. We're The Northman now. <laughs> uh, what was it about The Northman you didn't like? Um, I actually, okay, I, I'll get into this. I have to pee real quick. Yeah. All right. By uh, all means. And, sorry, and my last one on my least favorite is Sharp Stick, the Lena Dunham movie. Okay. More like right, well, we'll talk stick. about that. Too. All right. I'll be right back. Mm-hmm. I'm going to use the bath. Okay. Uh, Hans, why don't, why don't you talk about why you disliked the North? No, Man. I think I've said this like in three different episodes. I'll wait for him. I was going to talk about the uh, horror movie that we haven't even mentioned, Smile. Did you end up watching Smile? Hell no, I didn't watch it. Come on now. Yeah. I don't go Do see not... horror movies after 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 uh, such a run of films this year. I'm not. Uh, you know what? I actually did watch a trailer scream. I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll go see the scream. I hate I hated no. the last scream. I like that it's in New York. I like that he's got a fucking shotgun. He's basically just robbing people, and it's 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 one of those types of movies. Felt very Dead Presidents. Yeah, I've only seen the first one, I think. And I oh yeah, you haven't seen any it. screams. No, I started watching it. It felt so 90, 1998 or two thousand that I just uh, mm-hmm. oh, okay. Drew 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 Barrymore doesn't do it no. at all, so I just didn't. I like her just uh, uh, being her retarded self on her talk show. That's my favorite, Drew Barrymore. Yeah, that's the best. Just old, not old, and not very likable because she's just not that you know young, uh, bright-eyed. I guess was that uh, her appeal? I don't think uh, I can't even think of any movie. Firestarter, riding in cars yeah. with boys. E. T. E. T. is a classic. Hans, come on, right. I haven't seen that in like thirty years. I don't. I couldn't tell you what's likable about her in there. You should be Wasn't watching she like ET five every night. Yeah, she was a child star. She was she was a like a three or four year old, five six year old, seven or eight year old girl who was in a bunch of movies, and then uh, she went on David Letterman when she was like sixteen and flashed her tits. She jumped up on the desk because she was a cokehead and was uh, <laughs> uh, getting nude for David Letterman, which is a time time old tradition that uh, many young actresses do. And then uh, she got washed up for a little bit and then showed up in some Adam, Adam Sandler comedies. We're talking about Drew Barrymore, Robbie. Oh, I like her actually. I've been a hater all episode, but I actually like Drew Barrymore. She's fine. I, I don't dislike her or, or actively like her. If she's in a film from the late 20th century, I'll just be like, all right, okay. I recognize who that is. Hang out with. You know, I mean, she's all personality. I don't think she's a great actor or anything. Mm-hmm. You know what it is? It's because when I was a kid, I loved Fifty First Dates. I thought I like loved Fifty First Dates, <laughs> <laughs> and so I think I'll just always like Drew Barrymore just because I'm like, oh, my girlfriend from when I was twelve. I just got around <laughs> to watching The Wedding Singer for the first time uh, this past year. She's in that. She she did like four or five Adam Sandler comp. She's like the, like one of the go to mm-hmm. women that he casts his uh, love interest in those films. Yeah. All right, back before all the women I fucked were hot in movies. <laughs> so you, she, you you were not happy with Sharp Stick. Uh, did no. you happen to see Lena Dunham's other movie she put out this year, Catherine Called Birdie? She put on another movie? She did two movies. And she's not in Lena. the other one. I like that she's so fat. And Sorry, excuse me. But I like that she's so fat that her she wrote her character to be pregnant in Sharp Stick. Yeah. She's just did fat? That. Yeah. that is sad. <laughs> I, feel, I almost feel bad for her. 
And also, she lives in Wales, which is not where you should move. <laughs> Don't live in uh, Wales. I didn't hate Sharpstick. As a matter of you know, I like Catherine Call Birdie more. I thought that was a more complete feeling film. Sharpstick felt like she had John Bernthal for a week or something and wanted to do something. It didn't, you know, it, it felt like she didn't know what to do with the last half hour, 40 minutes of the film once yeah. she weeded out her character in Bernthal's. Um, and it just kind of meandered. What's going on here? What is, what, what is this? What is this? That's What's going on? Is this sharp? <laughs> this is sharp stick. I don't know. I don't what? know nothing uh, about this It's a very Ryan movie. Murphy just... kind of creative choice here. Is that John Bernthal? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she, she cast a Down Syndrome boy, and the lead girl is taking care of the kid, and she falls in love with John Bernthal, who takes her virginity, and Lena Dunham's his, uh, uh pig wife. <laughs> so that's sharp uh, stick. I don't know why that's so funny. Just, um, just You know what's funny? is because there's so many things to make fun of Lena Dunham for, and just making fun of her for being fat is we're the We're not lowest. even talking about the movie, really. No. It's just her, her girth. Is... It's like you can make fun of her politics, how bad like her decline. But just mm -hmm. make fun of her being fat is the most juvenile, childish thing you can do. And <laughs> that makes me laugh. Um, I, I, here's yeah. the thing. I'm not a hater of Lena Dunham. I actually really liked Girls. Uh, I genuinely was very impressed by her when she was in her 20s and a lot of her creative output. She like kind of nailed a lot of millennial shit especially in her 20s, but Sharpstick, actually, I think I was just bummed out because it felt like she's lost the juice. And it made me feel old. I and think I was also secondhand embarrassed yeah. in the same way with Woody Allen. I was like, this movie is way too fucking horny, dude. Someone fuck Lena. I, I think there's definitely that aspect of it where she's kind of run dry for her creative component. I think it, it mainly had to do with her. I know she didn't go into hiding. She had her online magazine or whatever the fuck. Yeah, she where was the doing. fuck was she hide? Where could she's pretty easy to spot. <laughs> I but she's just um I think having that money and having that fame and maybe not continually trying to like build the output once girls ended uh impacted her and it feels off. It doesn't I mean Catherine called Birdie by comparison doesn't really feel like anything she's done. It doesn't feel like a job for hire at all. It feels like her trying to write a novel in film form or something. I don't know. And I, I, I didn't think that was bad, but it didn't have her kind of uh, flavor to it. The same way that Sharp Stick does, and Sharp Stick wow. is an inferior film. I had no idea this even came out. I didn't even hear of this. They just dropped it on Amazon Prime maybe two months after Sharp Stick came out. And mm -hmm. it was just like a kid's fantasy movie, essentially. But it felt like a kid's uh. movie from the 80s or 90s where it was had more of an adult edge to it like she's like being Princess sold Bride to some 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 50 year old guy who wants her for for breeding purposes even though she's a little girl you know so it's very lena dunham-esque if, uh -huh. if you know you're you're familiar um yeah I, I all right so that i mean that's that i think we covered at least my big disappointments for the year oh actually i'll tell you what this was not a disappointment this is kind of fun and stupid and ridiculous on the line with Mel Gibson, Hans. You should oh, pull up the yeah. poster. I think I brought that on your radar, actually. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I sent that trailer to you and Nick, and I was like, hey, guys, Mel Gibson's playing us. A bunch of edgy <laughs> podcasters. Um, I, I don't know what he did to be now in the rotation of actors who have to do these fucking movies. Maybe it's just to finance Passion of the Christ 2, which I guess is filming now. It's, he must it's just be out of money. Now. 
I don't think so. I, I mean, look, I don't know how he spends his, his finances or what, but you would think a guy who's been um, so successful in independent film and, and being able to uh, make such a return of profit on Passion of the Christ and everything he's done and the kind of career he's had mm. would have diversified his money a oh. little bit better. Uh, and he's with his current wife. Like, everything seems to be going fine in his life. He's not with some fucking crazy Ukrainian bitch who's recording his voicemails and trying to ruin him. Um, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with him. It's kind of disappointing to see. But... I literally just think he got hard canceled, man. I think he just doesn't get the right... Like I don't after, know. Because after... they're still considering him for Lethal Weapon 5 to direct five. that movie. That's a Warner Brothers property. Hmm. Maybe. Are you talking I... about uh, Bandit and Hot Seats and Agent Game? Are those the movies <laughs> you're talking about? Where he's with what? you. The... Agent Game it's... is a great film. <laughs> Dermot, Derma... I can't even say his name. Mulroney. Uh, Dermot Mulroney. He's in the And then you have Josh Duhamel. They're the same person and, uh... designed both all three of these posters. Oh, Kevin Dillon. Kevin oh, Dillon's like the right-hand hey, man for Baby bro. Yeah, I work a little <laughs> bit in um, advertising, like these kinds of movies. And it's so funny how they have the little circuit of actors who do all of the movies. Mm -hmm. I'm like, Damn, dude, get well, me in there. I would love to be in Last Looks. Because <laughs> like, they, they have like three, actor, th three to five actors who are just in all these fucking movies. Panama. Look at Panama. Actually, Panama kind of had a sick trailer. Cole Hauser. Cole Hauser is his guy. Uh, he worked with him on Paparazzi, which he produced and had the idea for. That was around the time he was the getting Tim canceled Pool the first story. time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, Fomke Jansen is in there now. Oh, this movie, I, I, this movie looked pretty rough. I watched this because this was 2020. So I was like, oh, fuck, we need something for the year-end list. And I got this from the Redbox. And why is his arm so short? That's a tiny little arm. <laughs> uh, this was exactly what you would think it would be. I mean, I didn't hate it, but... Uh, when are we getting the uh, Mel Gibson-directed Kanye video? God, wouldn't that be great? That would be a great rebound for both of them. I think Kanye will be back in a year. I could see that. He's too famous. He's too famous, he's too uh, talented, and his base is so loyal, and it's too big, that he yeah. can just say, oops, I was off my meds. And he yeah. might not even say that. He might just put out an album or something, and that'll that'll well, be that. Kyrie had to jump through a billion hoops, and he just tweeted out a link. He didn't say he loved Hitler. Yeah, saying mm -hmm. love, saying you love Hitler is rough. that's a rough one. I mean, yeah. I love Kanye. I I hope he would like. I wish he would do like the full Mia culpa. I don't know. I think I think if his. it was if this was like 2008 or something, that would just be considered silly, and no one would care at all. I think we're we're closer to getting back to that sort of point than not, uh, but there's still going to be a little bit of time. I think by by 2025, we'll say, around the time that people start warming up to Blonde is when Kanye will will be restored. Is my my thinking anyway? Also, as far as like directors falling short and like showing their ass, uh, did you happen to see Babylon, Robbie? Really? So I have two movies. I still have to see Babylon. I was going to go see it tonight, but then I was actually on my way out the door. And uh, then you were like, hey, I'm texting you a link to the Zoom. And I was like, oh, fuck, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wasn't on my way out. I was kind of like, should I go see it? It's three hours. I'm not going to get out till like midnight. But um, no, I would. Re I really want to see it. I think I'm going to like it, too. I think that there are ash uh, th there's aspects to that movie that I think 
are interesting, but I think it's a total misfire for Damien Chazelle. If like if, if another director had handled that, and it, it, it's really, I think the modern flourishes to it are what rub me the wrong way the most because people talk and act like they do today mm. in 1920s Hollywood. And it feels so <laughs> insincere and it gives it this uneven like mesh feel to it that doesn't work for me. Right, it's not a fully lived in world, you're uh -huh. saying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's trying to do his I, his version yeah. essentially of like Boogie Nights and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and he's calling back to Tarantino and Paul Thomas Anderson with their big films, and it does kind of feel like his version of uh, what what his stake at uh, doing a Magnolia style big, mm -hmm. huge piece of filmmaking is. But I don't know. I, it's not it's not my favorite. It, I also didn't think it was uh, by any stretch one of the worst films of the year. Um, I, I really want to see it looks up my I love a big swing like mm -hmm. that I really like I have a soft spot for it I liked Amsterdam actually that's an unpopular opinion Amsterdam I rated much higher than than Babylon uh the I get the things with Amsterdam that that bothered me were pretty minor in scope I would say I think it got review bombed I really don't think it's that bad I think it's better than a lot of his other movies no people just hate David O. Russell he yeah. he, he was one of the guys because he's hot-tempered and that yeah. video of him uh, reaming out some some actress uh, went on YouTube around the time like Christian Bale got got flack for freaking out on the Terminator set. So they have that in their head. And then he touched his like trans nephew <laughs> niece's tit at the gym. Just honk honk. I think he was playing around and then got taken too seriously. Um, and that that didn't help. And I don't know. He's been on a run of. Or he was on a run of Bradley Cooper. That's got to be the Lawrence funniest Jones. Me Too recap. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. He honked honk his trans knees. It's like, what? Who Is hasn't he done that? Circuit? It's every Thanksgiving in my household. With... I wish Andrew Callahan did that. That, yeah, there's not 50. <laughs> hey, can hey, you want to have sex? Really? You yeah. don't want to have sex? Are you sure you don't want to have sex? I don't know. Maybe we should have sex in your car. <laughs> Come, <laughs> Come on. on. You're joking. You don't want to have sex with me? All right, well, think oh, about God. it. Well, maybe we should have sex in your car. That's literally every one of his Me Too stories. Yeah. It's that Family Guy flashback where Sean Connery's like, we're going to have sex. And she's like, no. And he's like, yes, no, yes, no, yes. Ah, <laughs> uh, fine. 50 no's and a yes means yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm quoting Family Guy. It's a good show. Um, Yeah, oh. One more movie I did not like, Glass Onion. You guys see that? No, I've been dodging that. I ha I haven't seen Ooh. Knives Out, and I have not seen. I I've been more curious about Glass Onion just because. Um, I don't know. I've been watching some of Edward Norton's work uh, oh, recently. Yeah. I got I I watched American History X for like the first time in fifteen years, just to see if it was shit, and I misremembered it as being good. And it's a little bit of both. It's a little bit of. Here's here's the thing. Um. I don't know. Maybe I should watch my words about it in, in, in on second thought. But I think I think there's a lot of great <laughs> Why, things about. Were you that about movie. to say that he? He's right. He's fucking right about everything. <laughs> That's what I was trying to say. Uh, Corey Matthews' dad was correct in everything he said in that movie. Um, no, I, I think that they kind of. It feels a little propaganda-y at times, but at the same time, they don't dumb down the things that Edward Norton is saying like they would today. A lot of what he's saying, you can hear on like a Nick Fuentes stream, essentially. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if you were to see, if they were to make American History X now and it was to go out to theaters or Amazon Prime or something, they would make him look retarded. 
They would make him look like he doesn't know what he's talking about. Mm -hmm. And I think having it end on, well, actually everybody's untrustworthy and a liar and nobody, nobody, nobody's moral here uh, mm -hmm. is a very interesting way to go with that film because the cops are fucking him. Uh, he gets fucked as a result of like softening on his stance, but him not like taking this extreme edge also like fucked everything to begin with. The only one who comes out of it as like a good guy is Elliot Gould. <laughs> Hell that's, yeah. That's dude. about it. What does that tell you? Right. Let's ask Kanye. Um, <laughs> I, uh... Kanye's American history X. That's why oh, no, that's the one we need. <laughs> I was watching the Bernie Madoff documentary. I was like, do not let Kanye watch this. <laughs> this is... <laughs> um yeah uh i love ed norton too especially he was an, actually when i was growing up i loved him because he was like he's one of the few actors where his like movie like he makes an imprint on his mood like mm -hmm. it feels like he and he does right he rewrites a ton of his movies that's what got him kicked out of all these big hollywood movies is, yeah he's a yeah, control he freak a, but, yeah and he's known as a dick but like when i was a kid i was like every movie he's in is good mm -hmm. and that makes you think he's a good writer right because he like re he probably like just yeah has a lot of um control and yeah to your point a lot of woke friends i know have watched american history x and don't like it and by a lot i mean my sister one person uh but uh and uh yeah so i didn't like knives out after I saw it, because I thought it was, it's so fucking into itself, and it's yeah. so, like, clumsily political. Like, it's not even, it's not done well. It's not like I disagree with the message, it's just clumsily, like, done, and and Ryan Johnson's like, aren't I so clever with my little references? And also the main He's... character is this, like, Latina girl who's completely cut out of the Glass Onion, too, but she's the main character, ostensibly. Mm -hmm. and she's the most passive main character I've ever seen. She doesn't do anything. She's basically just like a bad person. Everyone keeps saying to her, you're such a good person. She's like, oh, I guess she's a good person. I can't stand that kind of writing. It's bad writing. He's a bad writer, but he thinks he's a good writer. And I can't stand that. That I hate when movies are into themselves and they're bad. Tarantino movies are into themselves, but he has he's like one of the most talented guys who's ever lived. So he can get away with it. When someone's mid and worse, like political and mid, mm -hmm. and they and also he acts like he's like boundary breaking but he's like yeah you're just giving the mainstream liberal takes billionaires bad black women good uh you know you know what i mean it's like so obnoxious i don't know i love that i love billionaires <laughs> bad and black women good. i agree yeah. with that so that makes oh, it really yeah. good to me so yeah glass onion did that thing where it's like i sound so racist and sexist on this podcast because it's accurate no uh but it's just like that's that's, that's hollywood now I hate the concern. I hate Ben Shapiro and Steven Crowder too. Just, just. Oh man, have you been following that little back and forth? I have bit. been, and I don't know why I am. I just, I, it's so stupid. It's just like because they both stink. Yeah. And so it's funny yeah. to watch them fight over mm. like they're both like bitches. They're both nerdy little bitches. Yeah, yeah. Like, Steven uh, Crowder has always just rubbed me the wrong way because he's got like sore loser energy, like the kind of guy yeah, who yeah. is wrong about something or, or loses at something and then just won't let it go afterward, but he doesn't overtly show it. He's just passive aggressive. Yeah. Maybe that's it. Maybe he just feels very passive aggressive all the time. It's fucking not very charming. It's crazy okay. that guy is allegedly, and this is, I guess, what the what stemmed the whole argument, as big as he is. But I have a feeling he didn't go with that $50 million deal because he's got some bots or something going on there and he's not actually as i mean he's big clearly but i don't think his numbers are what he's claiming them to be and that's why he didn't take the deal because they'd have to do an audit first 
Wow, that's that's a good. I like that theory. I'm actually kind of fascinated with Crowder because he like because he ostensibly thinks he's the comedy angle is what kind of interests me because mm-hmm. he he wants to be a comedian. Obviously, yeah, he fashions he himself a, a stand-up so at times. Bad. All of he his does songs. A, he does all the of song his parodies. His Trump <sighs> impression song parodies are so funny because I do impressions, and his impressions are hilarious when he does Trump. Because he doesn't, he wants to do an impression, but he doesn't want to mock him at all. Right. So he's doing reverent impressions of Donald Trump. He's like, hmm, I'm going to do an impression of Donald Trump where he looks really cool and badass. So it's just like, <laughs> it stinks so much. If you want to cringe, if you want a good cringe, look up his best of you parody where he's Trump. Uh, it's oh getting God. the best of you where he's like, I, I, I the media, I, I got the best of you. Hans, oh, don't, no. don't 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 oh. don't play it. Just let's find no, a I'm thumbnail or something so we can see him dressed as Trump. I don't want to hear a second of that. Um, and I, I think certainly you might don't watch. want. I think you're gonna you're gonna laugh real hard. You're gonna laugh real hard when you watch it. I, I, I don't want this episode to be demonetized it. for fucking Stephen Crowder and his <laughs> Trump impression of all things. I don't know the last time we had an episode monetized because of your uncarefulness with your volume button, Hans. Yeah. Oh, I'm at one percent. I'm gonna get uh, my charger real quick, just so I don't. Sure. Up. Uh, we're gonna wrap up in a moment anyway, because I got yeah, some sorry. food that's going cold that arrived literally right before we started here. So, Hans, do you have a photo of of, of Stephen Crowder here in Trump face? Well, I don't even know if he wears the Trump. Fa- He's just playing Dave Grohl mm-hmm. and singing like the song straight. Would like, you the like first a, line. a Studio Six 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 sequel with him? With, with Steven Crowder. With Crowder. <laughs> yes. Let me just show you. That's that's. Uh, yeah. Okay. It, 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 I already don't like I, where this is going. Am I sharing the sound? No, don't yeah. do. Yeah. Hey, come on. <laughs> Jesus. So the last minute he comes that. in as Trump, you got to watch it. Oh, okay. That's what we're. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, I don't think he even. No, no, no. Even he comes up. in. Maybe scrub to see where he comes in as Trump. Yeah, there he is. Oh, oh God. I'm getting oh. the best. It's like, it's awful. I'm very uncomfortable. So he's starting his own media empire, right? And it's all going to be shows with him dressing up. as. It'll be basically, what was it, Shane Dawson would do this on YouTube back in the day, play different characters. That's what we're in for. What's crazy is he sells out his comedy tour. Like, what? Mm. What does he do stand-up-wise? And who is seeing that? Uh, and it, so it's also fascinating is he can never let a joke lie. He always has to try and one up it mm-hmm. every single time. Like Dave Landau or someone makes a joke. He always tries to like tag it or one up it and it always bombs. And then he just like taps his pencil. And he's like, so Biden's at it again. It's, it's fascinating. I mean, this guy is a fucking pathetic freak. The, that's yeah, the thing the, too, is he uh, comes off as deeply insecure. So what you were talking about before where he's playing Trump, but he doesn't want to mock Trump. He doesn't want to come off as like a fool or something as a, as a dummy. I wonder how much of that is actually that Steven Crowder doesn't want to be perceived even for a second as a simpleton or something, you know, along those lines, it could just be entirely ego and a lack of security in that but then he'll like dress up as a woman and be like look i'm trans and that's act right like a fucking Actually, idiot. Yes. Mm-hmm. so i i really think he's just like i want to do a reverent impression of donald trump mm. <laughs> which is funny because trump looks abs- and talks absurd trump doesn't even do a, a fucking reverent version of himself he's fucking <laughs> a naked parody mm. so i just 
uh, I don't understand the. I guess I'm very ignorant as to what that side does, but and, what are you talking about? No, you're not. You know, your mother-in-law dresses up as as a MAGA person at the casino and does all this stuff. She doesn't right? dress up. That's her real clothes. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, because I'm looking at the the comments here, and your theory of the bots might be true because everything is so unbelievable. I guess for me, I that, hold that on a second. Is... Yes, all right. Keep talking about that. But I posted a tweet just yesterday. Because I went to his video where he was talking about this Daily Wire deal, which is not an unreasonable deal at all, especially for $50 million that they wanted to run his uh, commercial accounts, basically, on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, so they it's offered like him a, a $50 million contract for four years of his show, and they get his back catalog, and they crazy. would just run his uh, Louder with Crowder Facebook page or something. And this was a comment in the comment section from Jess Frogger, Steven Crowder, as a 16-year-old kid who's lost his father two years back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all I want to say is thank you. Oh You've God. been the one who has shown me the values my father had been trying to teach me, but I had never really listened. Mm. You've encouraged me to talk about politics and just <laughs> and just disagreements with curiosity. Steven wrote this himself. <laughs> and not hey. You're such a good father figure in addition to being a good father. So 14 years of values, this this teenage boy threw out the window. But Crowder, in two years, did more than his dad, his dead dad, ever could. Um, you've encouraged me to talk about politics and just disagreements with curiosity and not hate. What you are doing right now will be written in the history books. And all I can say is thank you for being here for me and thousands of other people who feel the same. Thank you, Stephen, for all that you have done over the years. 4,000 thumbs up. <laughs> Four thousand. Four thousand thumbs up. Boy, we. Uh, I am uh, depressed. That's depressing. I don't know. I feel yeah. like I agree with that. He's like my dad, Stephen. Yeah. That's what I think about. <laughs> no, it's not just that. My father, who's dead, my dead didn't father. hold a candle <laughs> to Stephen Crowder and his eight co-hosts. Oh. Well, oh my god! And then four thousand people like yes. <laughs> That's yes, right. absolutely. I, I would love to see Steven Crowder make a run at what Daily Wire is doing with their movies and their TV shows. Like they, I mean, their quality is spotty at best. I've warmed to shut in uh, since it came out. Terror on the Prairie, I don't think was. Oh, great. so you ha you have not seen Dave Lando's sketch show that he independently produced through Crowder's production company? Oh, I, you what? know, I did see a, a trailer or something to that. It I is... didn't know Crowder was involved absolutely awful yeah it's crowder's production company i mean it's it's hilarious because the production value is very good mm -hmm. but the writing and acting is like oh. it's like worse than like improv 101 did you ever see his his movie was it called um like the not the king of staten island it was the king of <laughs> something the king of uh marvin is Gardens. that normal king normal of, no, it's not the king of marvin <laughs> Um, Hans, is it, you is look it up normal world, Robbie? Normal world? Yes, normal world. That's it. Uh, we can yeah, play play this, Hans. You can play normal world while you find out what his movie is. Because this will uh -huh. not get us here with a copyright notice, presumably. So What sucks is I can see why it's tempting for a comedian to fall into this. Because it would be great to just have a like Republican dark money to get your sketches made. Mm -hmm. But I guess you have to like shoehorn bullshit politics into like everything. So it's not good yeah you got to take the adam carolla approach and just make that the entirety of your your act yeah i love taking the adam carolla approach 
That's a bummer. I used to actually love Adam Carolla. Hold on, no, no, this, this is, is not a trailer, Hans. This is the full. This is episode, episode one. Yeah, this is the full episode. Nah, nah, nah. We're 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 on. It's right. a great episode. Okay. Is there a trailer? I guess there is no trailer. Oh wait, no, no, oh. right? No, that's ordinary world. I guess there is no trailer. Speaking of Landau, I got quote tweeted by Kumia yesterday. Really? Did you? In a good I way did. or a bad way? Bad way. He was trying to dunk on me. I guess there is no real good way of Kumi's no, I, quote. I hate being in the crosshairs of the compound boss. Uh, <laughs> I, um, I did Jim and Sam yesterday on uh, Sirius XM. Yeah, hold um, on, hold on. No, that's a big deal to be on Jim and Sam. That's a huge yeah, come up. Fact, Congratulations on that. I feel like I'm like not killing it because I'm just I'm honestly like mentally exhausted from doing it yesterday mm -hmm. and all that stuff. So sorry, I'll try and bring it next time. If uh, but um uh I tweeted out, it was me, Figs, uh, Jim, and Sam, mm -hmm. a picture of us together. And I tweeted out as a joke. I said, four radio legends. And Kumia, like, quote tweeted it and was like, uh, hold your horses there, buddy. <laughs> like, uh, it was like, wow. Okay. Anthony, you've worked your entire life in comedy. You do not understand that. I mean, I'm sure it was at 2 a.m., so I'm sure he was like drunk as shit, just beat up like a 14 year old <laughs> teenager. I, and, I uh, love knowing that he's just residing somewhere in the city now in oh, like a little thanks. apartment with a giant cat house, cat hut behind him that's constantly being fucking clawed at. And he's just probably barreling whiskeys and typing these. Yeah, there it tweets. is. It's slow down. Slow down. <laughs> yeah, slow down. 80 <laughs> likes. It's like, do you really think I think I'm a radio legend? Oh also, it's God. like, why are you following me? How do you know who I am? <laughs> but it's also, yeah, it was one, like almost 2 a.m. But then if you keep going. Um, <laughs> he tweets so much. Did he tweet? Uh, what wait, wait, let's watch him do care. Oh, look, he, he thirsts <laughs> <he thirst tweeted. laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. I got to follow Kumi, apparently. These are great. Oh. Damn. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, these all have like. 3 a.m. Yeah. yeah, I think he just gets rip shit drunk and just tweets away. Wow. Okay. So that's what, what Kumia and Landau are up to. Wow. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, Great ending. All right. So that has been movies for this week. Robbie, where would you like to direct people? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. He ain't going anywhere. No one's going. Oh. You're back. Hello? Okay. Okay. You froze okay. up there. Yeah. I thought you were just thinking about it. No, you guys um, froze. I'm not the one who froze. Sure. All right, well, where, where do you want people to go, Robbie? Uh, Young Guns Podcast. I think we're changing the name to Robin Figs. Yes, Respect. that's a great idea. I think you should have done that a long time ago. That's much catchier, Robin Yeah. Figs. Well, don't rub it in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're going to go to Robin Figs. Uh Twitter, Robbie Goodwin. Instagram, Robbie Goodwin. Check me out on Jim and Sam if you have Sirius. Um, I'll check it out on yeah. YouTube. I don't have Sirius. I'm going to steal that shit. Yeah, it is on YouTube, but I didn't tell you that. Uh, um, What the hell? Is that Bobo? Is that Bobo? Bobo, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, did Bobo a podcast with, I did a podcast with Bobo. <laughs> Why? Um, Why would you do that to yourself? It was Chip Chipperson. And he was oh, the other, oh one right. The other yeah, yeah, yeah. You were oh. on Chip Chipperson as well. Yeah. That's how I got Jim and Sam, basically. He yeah. let me on chip. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. That was, this was fun. Absolutely. Uh, come back for Master Gardener, because I know you, you've seen yes, that already. That's in my um, top five, actually, of last year. 
of last year, and it'll only be last year for you. It's going to be 2023 for, for me, hopefully. Um, is it tr- Hold on. Is it true that that character is a literal proud boy? He's in, do you want me to spoil it? Yeah, it yeah, yeah. Of, it gets revealed as it goes. So the, the, half, the halfway through the movie, it's revealed that he's a former proud boy in witness protection. That's so that's why he's a guard. Silly. That's I, I. It's silly that it's Proud Boys. It's not literally Proud Boys. Okay, but it's it's like it's just like right. It's like it's just like it just flashes back to like a a, a, a like a a militia of like racist people, basically. Okay, it's right. supposed to be white supremacist. I really not, thought we were gonna see him like, like getting punched for eating breakfast cereals or something. No, no, no. There's I don't no know. Fred Perry polos. <laughs> yeah. Though Gavin McInnes does make a cameo. Wow. Uh, wonderful. All right. So that's going to be that, that. You can look forward to that. Master Gardener in 2023 with Robbie Goodwin. All right. That has been movies for this week. Thank you for listening.